Johnson to trigger the inbound. Indiana looking to split the series with Illinois. Here's the lob ahead of the front court. Caught by Durham, who flings it to McRoberts. Archie Miller says just hold on to it. That's going to do it. Down to six seconds. Indiana led by 10 at half. And they're going to win it by 10 tonight here in Bloomington to split the season series with Illinois. 78-68, Indiana wins it over the Fighting Illini. And unfortunately, the Illini could not get it done tonight in Bloomington, Indiana. The Illini made it close in the second half, 51-49, and had a chance to actually tie or take the lead. Uh, were not successful in that possession. I maybe have turned it over in that possession. And Indiana went ahead and pulled away and held on for the win over Illinois tonight, 78-68. to Indiana led by 10 at the, at the break and won the game by 10. This is the Rapid Reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. Uh, just going to break down the game. Matt McCumber, Michael Kaiser with you tonight. Uh, Illinois falls to 2-12 and 12 in the Big Ten and 12-15 and 15 on the season. Indiana now 8-7 and 7 and 15-12. and 12. Matt, just a, a really tough game tonight. And what stuck out to me was uh, if you have some shooters, uh, you probably win this game. Yeah, I mean, it would obviously help uh, spread the floor. Indiana packed it in uh, at times during the game. And, you know, I, I think Coach Underwood said it during uh, his post game that they just dribbled way too much, uh, took the air out of the ball almost. And, you know, you can pass it, get the ball swung side to side, find open shooters, and you know, hopefully knock down some shots, but they go 4-19 from three, and, you know, it's just hard to win games when, when you can't hit outside shots. And, you know, credit to LeRon Black. I mean, he still had 20 points, and they're able to, you know, kind of suck in in the lane on him, but uh, even without guys making shots. But, you know, very very tough, 4-19, uh, kind of, again, another microcosm of the whole season. Mm -hmm. You know, they had the effort and energy was there. Uh, I thought they came out and played really well at the start. But turned IU over 18 times, kind of used the defense in the offense. But then, again, the drought. They had an over six minute drought, 14 mm 0 -hmm. run. Um, that went to 18 to 2. And, you know, uh, just couldn't get over the hump. And then they had the ball three times, down by three, and could not score um, again to get over that hump. So, uh, kind of what we've been talking about all year. Uh, just disappointing because the effort's there, but just couldn't get it done on the road. Three games uh, stand out to me, those droughts. They had a drought about every game this year, but three games that stand out to me was the Ohio State one, which was 11 and a half minutes. Right. And <laughs> it still blows. How is that possible? Yeah, Did that really happen? And then Penn State was eight and a half minutes, and tonight was just over six, six minutes. Six minutes, right. Nearly 30 minutes in three games you don't do anything offensively. Right. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it's hard to fathom. And, uh, you know, again, what I've to told people, I mean, you can get lucky and maybe get to the free throw line and get a point uh, somewhere just by being aggressive going to the rim. Yep. Um, but, you know, the, the line I weren't able to do it in those instances. And, again, it, it cost them tonight. It costs them indeed. They just gotta. They just gotta find a way to avoid those and um, just gotta make some shots. And one possession that, that uh, you and I were just talking about before we went on the air here, they had three three-point attempts and one possession, and still got the rebound after the third missed three, and, and still, still did not score. score. <laughs> That's and right. You just don't see 
a possession where you get four chances at it and you don't score. I get. I I love the effort. Absolutely. Uh, Ebo was a machine those first couple minutes of the game, and he was going after every rebound. That's Mm -hmm. what Coach Underwood wants. That's how he wants his guys to play. Um, He was giving his team opportunities. He just couldn't. I I think Frazier took two from the exact same spot. Couldn't. Couldn't hit. And then um, I forget who else. uh, Maybe it was All Stork um, missed one. But yeah, it's just you know it's hard to do. His shot, all-struck shot, just doesn't look good. No, it, it doesn't have very good rotation on it. It's kind of a knuckleball when it goes up there. And, um, you know, you, you want to at least give yourself a chance to, to get let the ball go in. And it's hard with the way it comes off his hands and out of his hands. Well, give us a call tonight. Give us your thoughts on the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. We'll be back with more of the Fashions Etc. post-game show here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. On the left wing, Frazier. On the left wing, Frazier. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your hosts, Michael Kaiser and Matt McCumber. Slams it in. Now that's how you want to get the game started. <laughs> Give you some energy. Big fella catches it above the rim and finishes it hard. Finish it hard indeed. Ebo, first possession of the game with an alley-oop slam. Uh, kind of caught me off guard. Wasn't expecting that. A really nice first possession for the Illini. Uh, good start to show Ebo's energy. Unfortunately, Ebo got in foul trouble as the game moved along. As several Illini got in foul trouble, the Illini were in the double bonus with about 10 minutes to go in the game. 24 fouls tonight uh, for Illinois. 23 for Indiana. That game just went on and on and on. This is the Fashions Etc. post-game show. Uh, so give us a call tonight. Uh, once again, 356-9397. Text us on the Castle Heating Cooling text line 351 351- Five three five seven. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to the phones here. Uh, plenty of time for that tonight. A reaction for this game. Let's first go to Kevin in Champaign. Kevin, good evening. How are you? Actually, if I turn it on, Kevin, you there? Kevin, you with us? I don't know why we don't have Kevin there. Let's go to uh, Simeon in Norfolk, Virginia. Simeon, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I wanted to get my call in before it got too late. Oh, how no. are you guys doing tonight? I'm do- we're Hang doing well. There. Yep. That's good. I um, I was pleased with the effort that we had in the second half. Um, as you guys mentioned, we just couldn't seem to get over the hump once we got it within three. 
Um, I was hoping that we would have tied it up, and then that might have put Indiana on their heels. Um, I, I felt like that we missed Finky um, uh, tonight. Um, maybe he could have hit a, a three or two if he was playing. Um, but anyway, um, I'm still um, um, looking forward to Illinois next year. Um, I think that uh, we got good bones. Um, and a good nucleus is just a matter of uh, putting some pieces around it. Last time when I called, um, I had mentioned that we needed a big guard, um, but I had to come back and say that with Io coming in, if I'm not mistaken, he's six five or six six, something like that. So he's a big guard, and uh, I think this is a good coaching staff. They should be able to find uh, a good transfer or two that could come in and uh, uh, make an impact right away. Um, like uh, what we're seeing with the Nebraska. Um, and then as well, the reason I said that the team has good bones is that next year they'll have a second year in the system. Also, the off time should give a chance for people like Ebo and some others to get stronger, um, Smith to build up some confidence. I still think he's going to be a good uh, player for Illinois. And um, um, as far as transfers, the reason I said that, uh, Kenny Battle, who's one of my favorite ally and I of all time, he was a transfer. So, right. um, you know, maybe we get our hands on a, a couple good transfers and that can make an yeah, instant difference. I wish All-Star had another uh, year only because I just love the way that guy plays defense, even though he fouls sometimes unnecessarily. Don't even get me started and, uh, on that, my, my gosh, to start the second <laughs> half. What in the world was he yeah. doing? Well, only thing I can say is he was trying to be aggressive. Um, and then I wanted to ask you guys, what's going on with uh, Williams? I didn't know that he was out, and uh, they mentioned it on TV, but I didn't know exactly what was happening. Yeah, he had a hyperextended uh, knee. happened in uh, practice earlier this week. I think it's his left knee. I'll look that up here for you. Uh, Brian Barnhart told us before the game. Uh, I, I don't know which one it is, but it's his hyperextended knee. And so he was with the team, but he uh, could not play. Uh, Michael Finke could not travel due to the concussion. And then the foul trouble didn't help either. That's why you saw a lot of Matites tonight. Right. Well, I, I still feel, guys, that um, because we got good bones, I think we'll be looking at a much different uh, Illinois team next year. I hope you're right, sir. Yeah, I hope so, too. Man. On it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Simeon. All right, you guys have a good night. You, you too. too. Yeah, I think uh, you know next year. I think it's going to be a lot different. Uh, but with the caveat, I want to see what the changes are in the roster because there there is attrition on every roster every year, and I want to yeah. see who comes in. I wanted to get your thoughts before we go back to the phones here and the transfers. Um, Lauren and I were talking about this off air tonight. I can't think of the last impact fifth year transfer Illinois has had. Man, I. I can't either. Not not like off the top of my impact. head. Yeah, major impact. I mean, uh, other than uh, Ravante Rice, I, I I wouldn't consider. I mean, I, that's using major probably in a different tone. But y- you know, I other than him, um, within the last few years, I, I couldn't name one. It, they're out there. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, there there there's there's so many that transfer throughout um, the course after the year, but. Um, you know, I it's it's finding the right fit and somebody that could come in here and be an athlete for Coach Underwood and understand what he's trying to do, not only on offense but on defense too, because you got to be a complete player to play here now. 
Let's go back to the phones. Let's see if we can get uh, Kevin on this time. Kevin, my fault last time. Are you there? No, it's actually my fault. Somebody was calling in when I connected with you and it dropped my call oh. on my phone. Well, it's my phone's fault. <laughs> right. Yeah, blame it, on, blame it on technology. I always do. I never take responsibility. <laughs> yeah, how? The computer. University of Illinois. Michael Kaiser. Yes. You know me. Yes, I, I, I gave you a drink on top of your head at the Indy 500. Yes, uh, I, f- I forgot what year that was. Uh, a couple of races. There's a turn one tickets there at the Indy 500. It's a good race, a lot of fun. It's really hot that, that day. That was a 101 degree day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the cold shower. Anyway, well, you didn't. You didn't hit me. No, no, I, I was fine. I was enjoying the race. I was having a good time. I had a, I had, I had some good food, some good beverages, and just enjoying the festivities. We had a good time that day. Anyway, what I want to set up is I'm like, I'm a senior citizen. I've been following Illini basketball, you know, from my older brother, and my parents from the 1950s, and Tom Shandings, and Dave Downing, and Skip Storing, and watching it all the way through and seeing a lot of different line teams and coaches. But what I want to set up tonight is there's two different things going on here. There is our fan perception on what we see on this team this year, and there's actually uh, the coach and the players and what's going on with them. And what I mean is, is I got a 10-year-old grandson they can see the obvious on the repetitiveness on what is lacking with this team. Turnovers, missed free throws, you know, it's you got to grant it. It's repetitive. I mean, and so we bandy back and forth as fans and journalists, sports writers on, you know, where's the problem at? We're trying to figure it out. And we all have access to a certain amount you got more access than I do. Uh, none of us know what's going on inside that locker room. But what we see is obvious on what the faults and what the fixes are. Uh, you know, the JT thing, no. The previous caller, no. We need to get four or five, five-star. Five we need to get one done. We need to get two guys, you know, two-year guys in here. But there's something else going on. You know, inside that team, you know, why they come out and they compete and they do the same things every time, you know, we try to put blame one way or the other, don't we? Like, is the coach's fault? Is the player's fault? The coaches have to defend themselves, you know, and they have to not diss the players like other coaches did when Bruce Weber got Myers Leonard to cry on the court. And he was a lottery pick, but he was a great coach. So what I'm presenting is, is that there's two sides to it on what we're seeing. And the fix, the fix everybody wants. You know, we're all loyal, Illini Nation, you know, ILL, INI, the Chiefs. We're all loyal, but the fix, we're all trying to figure out what the fix is. And we don't have it. Brad Underwood has it, right? You know, and his coaching staff and where he's moving forward. And we all know the obvious and what he needs to do. He needs to get big. He needs to get guys that match up down low. And 
you know, what was brought up earlier, I don't know, in the pregame and stuff about uh, uh, that, oh, it was on Sports Talk. The recruiting guy. Yeah, Kedrick um, Prince was on like a, a three guard, like a three guard with two dominant bigs. You know, Underwood's trying, man. And what are your thoughts? All right, Kevin, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think, uh, Matt, obviously, if they can get another guard, Courtney Ramey, for instance, out of Webster Groves down by St. Louis, uh, I would be totally in favor of seeing Ramey, Io, and Trent Frazier playing together all the time. Yeah, that would that'd be a great backcourt right there. 40 minutes a game, please. I'm yeah. kidding about that. But right. Of, but, and then LeBron Black, and find yourself either a fifth-year transfer or – this Austin Trice kid is a JUCO. He's yep. playing Division One JUCO, um, and maybe you can explain. It's people hear JUCO and they're like, it's, "It's junior college, whatever." Right. But it's Division One junior college. He can really jump. He's really athletic, and he seems very active. And that's what Illinois needs right now. Yeah, he plays with a lot of energy. And I was saying on the last show, I actually was recruiting him a little bit when I was at UT Martin oh, okay. before he had really blown up. And um, he's a guy that goes and gets every ball. And that's his job. And he usually scores off that. Now, I wouldn't be, you know, I, I wouldn't want him taking five to six three-pointers a game. He's not that type of player. No. It's 15 and in, but he's averaging 12 points and 12 rebounds a game. And his energy is contagious. He's an athletic freak. And he would probably be a little undersized in the Big Ten at his position, kind of like a LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's my only, you know, worry about him. But... Roger Powell. Right, exactly. He will. He I'm not comparing the two, by the way. No, right, yeah. But he is the type of player that Brad Underwood wants because of his energy, and he wants to get every ball. And you're not taking it from him either, like it happened tonight oh. a couple times at the rim. So um, that's where I see him fitting in uh, if he does decide to come to Illinois. But, um, yeah, you know, and Courtney Ramey, out of, former Louisville commit, uh, decommitted after the FBI investigation. He's a 6'4 guard, another athletic guy that can get up in passing lanes, get some steals, get, play in transition, and that's all he's, he's really wanting. Um, but, you know, like, like the last caller said, it it's going to have to come within that locker room. They're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> How difficult is it to find uh, – we mentioned Rayvante Rice, who was just a transfer, not a fifth-year transfer. He wanted to come back home. Yeah, it worked out really well. How difficult is it because everybody wants the fifth-year transfers that are good? Mark Allstork was highly sought after, and that obviously is not working out offensively at least. How difficult is it to find a guy who can actually make an impact at a Power 5 level? I, I think it's really difficult. We we get those lists that the, when I was on coaching staffs, we got the list at the end of every year from a Jeff Goodman or whoever it may be, and you're sitting there looking, and you're trying to rank, you know, how can this guy fit in? Well, by the time you even talk to the guy, he's I mean, I'm already talking to, and he's got a list of 10 programs that are majority in the top 25 Mm -hmm. and you know it's like trying to recruit a guy all over again and um sometimes you you just miss the boat because you you might be uh two hours too late on him and I, i think it's extremely difficult um obviously past or prior relationships help in that situation um but that can't always be the case either so um it's trying to get on the horn and maybe trying to get a hold of some of these guys before you know, you might hear the scuttlebutt and you try to get a hold of them, but uh, it's it's really a toss-up. Let's go back to the phones here. Let's go to J.D. down in St. Louis. J.D., how are you this this evening? I'm doing well. How are you doing, guys? 
Good, thanks. Hey, there's uh, there's two or three things I, I just find truly amazing about this team. Uh, one of which is the layup layup differential. By that I mean layups that we give up yeah. and layups that we miss. I call it the layup uh, line uh, for the for the opponent for Illinois. That's probably not a stat available, but uh, I, I I would venture to say that all Stork and Lucas have missed fifty layups just alone for the season. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And the other thing is the three point shooting. We're four for nineteen tonight. I mean, everybody knows that we don't do that well, but. I watch 10 or 12 college games a week, and I see big guys step out and hit three points all over the court. Again, we're just horrible, and it's just truly amazing to me. I don't I don't know what the answer is, and you probably don't either, but uh, the last thing I want to leave with you and the callers to kick around, if you had to pick five players to hold over on your roster, off of this roster for next year, and you can include All-Star, just pretend that he has another year of eligibility. Who would you keep? And, you know, bring in new players, of course, but just, just five guys off of this roster that you would hold over for next year. Now, I'll give you mine. Mine would be Black Fraser, Kipper Nichols, Jordan, and Mark Smith. And you might say, well, why would you keep Jordan over over um, Finky? But, and I love Michael Finky. He plays hard every every second and he's on the court, but no, he can't rebound. He can't put the ball on the floor. And the thing that he really should do well, which would be step out and hit jumpers, he can't get it. He can't do it. So I, I would keep Jordan over Finky. What do you guys think? What about uh, Demonte Williams? You're going to keep Jordan over Demonte Williams? Yeah, that was a tough decision. I thought about that. And I just uh, I, it could go either way. I think both of them are going to be four-year players. Uh, it's just I think Smith might have the higher ceiling, but uh, I could be wrong on that one. You know, it just depends on how they come around. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll kick that around, J.D. Thanks yeah. so much. Sure. Well, Matt, I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, who are the five? Uh, we'll, we'll play along with J.D. here. Who are the five that you would keep? Um, all, even all Stork had another another year of eligibility. I'm not keeping him. Defensively, yeah. Put aside the foul that was 87 feet from the basket tonight. <laughs> right, I, I, yeah. <laughs> he had three fouls in four seconds, Same. which is an exaggeration. But he was 87 feet from the basket on the third one. And Brad was very calm, calm with him. Yeah. Took him out. Said, "Hey, you know what?" Do you, he you, he said, "You had three fouls in the last two sixteen, or you know, I read his. It was something like that. But I mean, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you just can't do that. No. And uh, I mean, it is frustrating. Uh, my four. I'm gonna go Frazier, Black, Kipper. Mark Smith, and then I'll go Demonte Williams. So is that uh, six? No, we got. I can't do math. It's, it's Frazier Black, Kipper, Mark Smith, and Williams. I'm gonna go uh, pretty much the same, mostly. Um, Kipper Nichols can drive me a little bit crazy because he's just so inconsistent. But I think if he has the motivation and he's playing well, I, I think he's just got such upside. Yeah. This is his first full season, though. Right. And so I'm going to give him some time to figure some things out. People that he's been here forever, and people are like, why is he not playing better? Well, this is his first full season. He played a half a season last year and didn't play consistently. No. Yeah. Um, so he's not playing consistently in terms of how well he's playing on the floor. But I, I'm going to be inclined to keep him because I want to see how that works out. Of course, Trent Frazier is a no-brainer. Um, LeRon Black is a no-brainer. No-brainer. Right. So I'm at Kipper, Frazier, LeRon... Mark Smith, because I think he was, I mean, Duke 
was looking at him, but I don't, it wasn't serious. Michigan State was seriously wanting him. Tom yeah. Crean was seriously wanting him. So there's some. Conzo Martin was seriously wanting him. Yeah. So I'm at four with Mark Smith, Aron Black, Frazier, and Kipper. The fifth spot's going to be a really tough call for me. Um, it's between DeMonte and Tijon. And when Tijon plays like he did in stretches tonight and going to the basket, uh, I don't know what that left-handed hook little floater off the glass <laughs> of the shot clock expired. It was a thing of I don't know what. Uh, but he made it. It worked. <laughs> yeah. And he was being aggressive. And when Tijon is aggressive, I don't – I know he can't shoot very well. Right. But – Unlike Jalen Tate, he can get to the rim and score. I, I don't think Jalen Tate could do that. I just don't think he could beat his guy, uh, guy off the dribble and get to the rim and score. Right. Tijon has shown he can do that. He just doesn't do that consistently. When he's aggressive with Trent Frazier on the floor and letting him be off the ball, I, I mean, I think that's the best thing for this offense, but Tijon just isn't consistent. I'm going to go with Tijon for that reason. I think DeMonte has had moments this year where he's been in the right spot at the right time, getting rebounds and put, put back baskets. Um but if I only got five, those are my five. Okay. I, I like Williams for the fact that I think if Coach Underwood recruits like he, we think he's capable of and can get another 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guard or wing, however you want to put it, I think you see I like DeMonte Williams coming off the bench there, mm-hmm. backing him up and being that guy, that four-year player that's just – hopefully tough as nails makes all the right plays makes the winning plays is a leader on your team i i understand he has right now at least some deficiencies he hasn't shot the ball well Mm -hmm. i think he's been very inconsistent um but i can see your point on Tijon as well i i just like i get another year out of williams and uh you know hopefully another year or two of development and he'll be what i see him as yeah, fortunately, DeMonte Williams, of course, didn't play tonight. Again, hyperextended his knee earlier this week. Um, well, that's why you're the coach, and I'm just a fan. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything. Trust yeah, me. No, you know a lot more than I do. You spent a lot of time with some, you know, Bill Self, Bruce Weber, Billy Gillespie. <laughs> we can keep going, obviously. Uh, just make me feel worse by listening to all those names, but I'm totally clueless. Uh, it's good. It's time for the check of the uh, Body and Soul scoreboard, brought to you by Body and Soul Sports at Route 45. And- Curtis Road in Savoy. Not much action in the Big Ten. Only one other game in the Big Ten, and that was the Michigan Wolverines, who are ranked 22nd in the country, got the victory over the Iowa Hawkeyes, 74 to 59 tonight. Iowa falls to three and 12 in the Big Ten. That loss to Iowa still is mind-boggling here in Champaign. I mean, Iowa's just not very good. They've got Tyler Cook. And they got some other nice pieces, and then Jordan Bohannon just went off. off yeah, yeah, he had 29 here, but he's not going to do that again against Illinois. They yeah. play that game again. I think Illinois wins that game, but might find out in the Big Ten tournament. Right. Number 12, Duke with a win over Virginia Tech, 74-52. Marvin Bagley III sat out that game. Number 11, Clemson lost at Florida State, 81-79. And Auburn. Uh, I won't mention their coach's name. The Tigers won 76-66 over Kentucky. Kentucky is under 500 in the SEC where the Wildcats missed the NCAA tournament. I don't know how they're going to get in an under 500 in conference play. Of course, they could change that. Plenty of time left. I saw a stat yesterday that Bruce Pearl, I just mentioned his name, <laughs> said that uh, he told his players that Auburn was 2-33 and 33 against Kentucky before tonight. That was right, yes. I guess that worked. It, it, was, it did. It was a home game for Auburn, but they took down 
the Kentucky Wildcats. Providence upset number three Villanova 76-71, the third loss of the season for the Wildcats. Boise State trails number 24 Nevada in the first half at halftime 37-34. And Xavier 102-90, ranked fourth in the country, took down Seton Hall. That's going to do it for the Body and Soul Sports and check out the scoreboard. We'll be back with more of your phone calls, more of your text messages, more reaction to this game. Again, Indiana 78, Illinois 68. Illinois falls to 2-12 and in the Big Ten. They were tough for the You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. They were tougher than us tonight. Give Indiana credit. I, I bet they probably took eight or nine balls out of our hands uh, at the rim. And uh, when, when, when a guy reaches in there and, and just literally takes your ball, and uh, we got to be tougher than that. And then I think the other thing that was, um, you know, that was very bothersome to me was free throw line. Uh, we got there 30 times, but we missed 10, and Kipper shooting 95%. And, uh, you know, it's, it's Trent goes to the free throw line and shoots 40, which is uh, 40%, which is uh, – uh, can't do that. He can't do that. And uh, uh, but uh, uh, Leron was great, and uh, you know it was uh, it was uh, again Juwan Morgan, and and uh, it was kind of his game there at, uh, in the second half. Brad Underwood not happy with the strips in the second half. There were several of them in a row. Michael Kaiser, Matt McCumber with you in the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Thanks for sticking up late with us tonight. Illinois loses 78-68. And, Matt, that just really bothers some of the Indiana was just able to strip the ball with ease there in that second half and could have been some critical possessions for Illinois that came up empty. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating because you make good, strong drives to the rim. You're trying to be aggressive. Um, trying to get to the free throw line and and you don't finish off the play. Your your head is right at the rim. You're, you're going up and you're just not strong with the ball. And and not only do they knock it out of your hands, but they knock it off your hands into yourself and it goes out of bounds and you don't get the possession. And I mean, they're just wasted opportunities that really kill you, especially when you're in a battle in the second half and you know you the score is at three it's at two and it's up to six and then it's to five I mean every possession counts and those are really tough to swallow uh, especially when you're you know right there at the rim yeah and again it goes not only have those issues but then multiple opportunities with good looks uh, from three and just couldn't find a way to get it to go down I know it's been the story all season long and I, I think Everybody keeps talking about a post player, but I, I think you, they can get a post player all day long and who can stop giving up layups. I think that would help a lot. But if, the, if they still can't find someone to hit shots, I don't think next year is going to look any better because you've got to find a way to make shots. Three-point percentage situation cannot be repeated next year. No, and it, it's at, what do we say, 32% right now yeah. on, as a team for the season, which is – you know, you, you want to be around 40% uh, percent as a team, and anything above 40 is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's in the bottom 50 uh, of all college teams out there as a team, and um, you, you just need shooters to stretch the defense. And, you know, 
defenses now, and you get late into conference play, can zone in on one or two guys, which they've done with Ron Black and uh, Trent Frazier, and they kind of roll the dice and say, hey, make a shot, you know, and we'll play this way until you have proven to us that you can make shots, and the Illini, for the most part, have it. Yeah, when you get guys on the floor who can't really shoot that well, um, you know, I, I like having Tijon on the floor, but as long as there's people on the floor who can shoot. Right. And when it's Tijon and Mark Allstork and Mark Smith. Smith. And you have an Ebo in there. They know he's not going to shoot. You have Matitz in there. They know he's not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't – if you're an opposing coach, it, it's not a rocket science to, to figure out who you're going to spend your time and energy on. Yeah, it's uh, it makes things a lot easier on the defense. Let's go to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Again, the number 3515357, the PNC Bank fan line, 3569397. Jason and Moline, more of the same with this team. Too many fouls. Yep, way too many fouls. Uh, double bonus with around 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes to go yeah. in the game, which is that's no, not yeah. a good sign. The game lasted forever because way too many fouls. Too many layups, dunks, giving up, long scoring droughts, ice cold from the three-point line. We talked about the scoring droughts, just talked about the three-point shooting. Uh, six, six minutes without scoring. Indiana wanted an 18-2 to run during that stretch. 217 Texter, Minnesota was a top three team with Lynch. Without him, they're probably the worst team in the Big Ten. Shows how much difference one player can make. And he was he was a difference maker inside. I think if you take him out of the game when Illinois played up there, uh, and also minus the disastrous start against the Golden Gophers up there, that's um, a different ball game. He, he just changes things. Whether he's getting blocked shots or not, he alters so many things, and he gets so many rebounds, and obviously hasn't played for them since. No, absolutely. He, he, like you just said. I mean, he he changes things at the rim. Uh, it it's hard to go in there uh, and finish over him. Um, he's active, rebound. I mean, he's a double double guy. He does it on both ends of the court. Um, and as a space eater in there for him. And without him, it's just kind of like what I was saying earlier. Other teams now can focus on. <laughs> one or two players now they don't have to worry about him and it just lessens minnesota's appeal uh against other teams in the big 10 brian champagne on the castle heating and cooling text line got to give the team credit they played better than i thought they would tonight however it is now evident that unless we hit the Ju- juco and the fifth year transfer lotto i uh, hit the lotto those are the key words right there it's likely to be worse next year i don't know if it's gonna be worse i think you're gonna see some growth from guys uh, like trent frazier having a five-star io Dusumu coming in uh, he missed a good portion of the season uh, with a with an ankle injury, but he's back playing now and uh, back with a vengeance. He's played pretty well. I uh, just can't see that we'll have the talent, current roster, and incoming rec- uh, current recruits. Only one recruit right now uh, signed to the 2018 class uh, to compete in this league next season. We may even lose a few decent contributors to transfer after this season. We could realistically be three to four years away from competing again in the Big Ten. And these things take time. Uh, you know, I brought up a stat. I'll, I need to pull it up again. Uh, John Beeline had a really slow start at Michigan. Really slow. Yeah. No, I. It. there's been a lot of coaches across the country that if they would have been coaching now in this day and age with, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the social media age or mm-hmm. whatnot, they probably wouldn't have lasted very long. But you know, they they started out in the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s into early 90s. And, you know, that really some really good coaches had some rough starts. Um, and you're right. It, it does take it's a process and it, it, it takes time. It takes some patience. It's I know it's still frustrating, um, but until coaches are able to get in their own guys to play the way they really want to play, 
that's when you you make the final decision. But for right now, I mean, you, you just can't do anything other than be patient. Patience is the key, and it's going. It's just, it's just, it's a process. And uh, when there's so many deficiencies on this team, is you can't just get them overnight. And uh, we're looking. At, I, I would say next year would be better. Um, but but it just depends on who else gets added in the 2018 class. It can go any number of ways. Got a couple of Steves on the line. We'll start with Steve number one in order they called in. Let's go over to Steve in Danville. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Good. Good. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but our biggest deficiency on defense is protecting the rim. Yeah. And uh, Lucas and Williams are never going to be rim protectors. I really think that. Vasile and Ibogbodin have... Nice uh, work by you on that, room, by the way. <laughs> big room for improvement, uh, potential, and um, we saw Vasile protect the rim a couple of plays tonight. He's um, he's going to come on strong, I think, after he's uh, in the system a little more, and I think Ibogbodin, just the improvement he's made in the last 45 days gives us really hope that... Uh, you know, he will be uh, the next Dana at least, and he may not be a great scorer, but uh, we need somebody who can keep the other team from running that layup drill, and Lucas and Williams are never going to do that. So Vasile and Iboigbedin are my four and five people. Well, I, I think, you know, Lucas uh, and Williams, like they're, they're, not, they're not supposed to protect the rim. They need to keep guys from getting no. to the rim, but they're not going to – if guys are really good guards are going to get by their defenders uh, uh you know every so often you got to have guys in the back end of the defense especially with this type of type of defense where it's ball pressure defense and they get guys out on the wings really pressuring the ball it's just they don't have guys on the back end if that ball gets by them to stop anything and that's the problem uh that you're running into there and there's just nobody there and you know Eboy Bedeen's got a set of foul trouble he played 10 minutes tonight but he was really energetic and really aggressive He's got to play more than 10 minutes, and he's got to clean up the foul trouble. Brad Underwood talked about it after the game. Kind of went back to where he was earlier this season. Well, you can uh, teach a person how to play defense, but you can't teach them how to be taller. Yeah. And that's, that's true. Those two instead of Lucas and Williams. Anyway, I enjoy your show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Have a good night. What's left of it? Mm-hmm. Let's go to our good friend up in Peoria, Mr. Positive. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I had a great uh, night with my uh, my Valentine here at home, and uh, so I'm doing good now. That's good. Unfortunately, I had to watch watch the game tonight, and uh, but uh, like I say, my Valentine uh, she made up for it. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've been spent most of the day at work today, so I got to make up a Valentine's Day another day. <laughs> All right. Hey, Valentine's Day can be every day. <laughs> it um, should be actually. <laughs> exactly. Um, just what everybody else is talking about. I, you know, I'm looking at what I wrote down and uh, what's been killing us with these uh, scoring droughts. Um, you know, and offensively, you know, we're not where we need to be is to to overcome those in in the games, and that's just that's just killing us as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna play the uh, the game here. Everybody's playing tonight. Uh, name my five. Uh, probably got a couple <laughs> surprises on here. Maybe not. Uh, I'm going with the, my five with Leron. Uh, Trent, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Monte, and okay. uh, and Ebo. Those are my five. Okay, going uh, on. The, you're right. going the um, little bias there on uh, Monte. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, hey, I got to see him play for four years around here, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's. Uh, I don't know if he's 100 percent yet, but I I, I think uh, the bloodlines there. 
Uh, and what he does, uh, I mean, he plays a little bigger than what he is. I think he's just going to get better. Um, and um, I, th- I think with, with you know, size-wise, Mark Smith uh, and, and DeMonte, and then we've got uh, 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 Io coming in next year, and if we get this other kid you guys keep talking about, uh, that gives us five decent – or four decent-sized guards and then Trent, of course, you know. And um, and then Ebo, we, you know, I've got here – we needed another rim protector um, and, and definitely some more shooters. And I know Coach was talking about this uh, JUCO kid they've been talking about. And I know, you know, it sounds like he's got uh, a great motor. But uh, 6'6", I don't know if he's going to be a rim protector. We need, I think we need somebody a little more size. Even though, you, you notice I don't have uh, – uh, I'm missing someone on my list that you guys have been talking about, Kipper. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe that JUCO kid, uh, you know, could, could take that spot. Uh, so those are my five. I like to say rim protector and shooters. And then I'm going to add on to the game tonight. Uh, I want you guys to look into your crystal ball. Uh, do we have any more wins, or can we get at least one more win this year? My crystal ball. Unfortunately, Mr. Positivity here, but <laughs> Mr. Honest Guy, Honest Ed, says no. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Right, I appreciate thanks. it. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I think the only uh, – potential win uh remaining could be in the opening game of the big 10 tournament because they're all at the bottom uh right. let's see you run into Rutgers, and i'm scared to death because Corey sanders can go off for 40 or he can score 10 he scored 10 here yeah you never know with him um but he's really super talented yeah yeah he is. um I, I i hate to be negative like that yeah i, I you know i uh i i don't see it right now um until like you said the big 10 tournament um i think I think they'll play well against Nebraska, but I think Nebraska's just got they're kind of like a um a Penn State. I think they're better than Penn State, but I they've got five guys that are really talented in their starting lineup that play very well together and I think they've got 11 wins now in the Big 10, which is pretty incredible. Say that one more time. Yeah, Nebraska <laughs> basketball has 11 wins in the big 10 um, it's late he's not had anything <laughs> yeah, to drink yeah, right. that's an accurate stat sorry go so ahead. um you know i just i just think they're the a complete team they play together they play for their coach um they play hard and uh you know they they've won games and they've won close games too uh they've figured out how to win close games so with nebraska Probably no, you know I'd like to say they'll play well, but probably not. Then you got a Michigan State, you know at Breslin. That's not gonna happen. Um, you know you think got Purdue back at home, which just too much size. It just mm. you know and again you want to talk about a starting five. They've got a little bit of everything. They've got the inside. They've got little guards that can go. They've got shooters, Dakota Mathias. You know, um, and possibly the player of the year, Edwards. Maybe Diop's got a little something to say about that, but probably, um, yeah. Um, and then you know you finish up at Rutgers, um, the rack at the rack. Uh, I I just again it, it, it's a toss up for that's a fifty fifty game for me. I I think. Oh yeah. Um, but you know it it's on the road and you just never know how it's gonna be. <laughs> I forgot to play this. He's from Peoria. 
Uh, <laughs> do you ever tell Bruce when we go back in the saw him a couple weeks ago that we play that for him? No, I, I need to, though. I'll no. text him. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to think about that. Uh, back to Nebraska real quick. They've won six straight games. The Cornhuskers have, and they have not lost since January 22nd uh, when they lost to Ohio State in Columbus 64-59. And in that winning streak is when they beat Illinois right before the horn. Um well, I, I think they're ripe for the picking then right now. They're, they're running Revenge. a yeah, six-game six winning streak and might knock them down. It's time to knock them down a peg. Yeah, I, I still have visions of the guy draining that three right before the horn went off. That was very painful. Well, it's uh, time for the Pekin Insurance Beyond the Expected Play, brought to you by Pekin Insurance for Beyond the Expected Coverage and Service. Contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. And uh, there was tough to pick a play today for, for that, but I'm going to go with this one right here. On I press to the backboard. Here's a steal by Frazier. Took nice. it away and laid it up and in. Intercepted the pass intended for Robert Johnson. The Illini with some pressure, and they made him pay. Just really great awareness there by uh, Frazier. Kind of lulled the guy to sleep because um, he could tell that he wanted to pass it and dump it off, and Frazier knew that, and he just kind of yeah. hung around and hung around, and then just he went for the kill. Kind of gave him a little shoulder fake and came right back. It was great anticipation, and I kind of thought right then and there, hey, tide's turning a little bit, they picking up full court, uh, which I like to see. I know you can't do it for all 40 minutes, especially with the roster, and we had two guys out, um, but – you know, I, it got him back in the game, and I think that cut it to five right there. And, um, you know, another easy – sometimes in the first half, it was so hard for the Illini to score, I felt. Yeah. And, and you know, the, getting buckets like that just helps with confidence and just so many other things. And, uh, you know, it, it was good to see. Yeah, it definitely was. And so uh, the, the he's just going to get better and better as as we move along here. Well, we're going to take a timeout. We'll come back uh, with more of your phone calls and texts. Plenty of time for reaction. PNC Bank fan line 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Stay with us. This is the Fasteners Etc. postgame show on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Let Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Left corner handling it is Hartman. Cross-court pass Johnson for three. Got it. Yeah, we're, we're in. Don't time time out, Illinois. Welcome back to the Fasters Etc. Post Game Show. Matt McCumber, Michael Kaiser with you on this Wednesday night. 11 16, 48 degrees. I'll definitely take that. Nearly 50 degrees in mid February this time of the night. Uh, Indiana went on an 18 to 6 run. That was Johnson at the three. It was 12 to eight Illinois, and they went an 18 to two run to make it 26-14. And uh, I thought maybe Matt that was going to be the game. Uh, Indiana was just rolling. Illinois looked really bad for uh, that whole entire stretch. Uh, they fought back, and really, LaRon's and one slam right before the half gave me a little bit of confidence going into the locker room. Yeah, did me too. And then Tijon makes a great play on the sideline, gets a tip, yeah. tips it off uh, the Indiana defender or uh, offensive player, and Lonnie get a chance again right before the buzzer, and Frazier misses a three. But, I mean, I, I felt good kind of going into halftime there. I thought it could, like you said, could have been 15-16 instead of 10. So, 
gave themselves a chance. Just got to, they really, again, uh, uh, people are probably tired of this. We're beating a dead horse, but they've got to avoid these lengthy droughts that happen game after game. Every team is going to go through them at one point or another, but Illinois is going through these long scoring droughts every single game, and yeah. it turns leads into big deficits. Right, and it's been the story the whole year, and you, you just can't put yourself behind the eight ball like that uh, during games, especially in the Big Ten. And, um, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. I, I don't know how or why they do this. I, I know Coach Underwood said that it's too much dribbling, which I do agree with. I, I think they stop being aggressive. I think they try to catch their breath a little bit. I mean, it's a lot of different things. But um, it's, it's somebody willing to step up and understand, okay, you know, it's been two or three minutes we haven't scored here. Like, I'm, I'm taking this to the rim. I'm going to be aggressive here, see if I can, can't get a free throw line or get a, an easy bucket or try to get a bucket from somebody else. And um, I just don't think they've been aware at times. Yeah. Go back to the Castle Heating Cooling text line, 351-5357-217. Texter, if we can win a few games, do you think we can get invited to the NIT? That's Tom and Somer Township. Uh, no. Uh, there, Illinois would have to win out to get to 17 and 15. This is regular season I'm talking here, and then win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament to get to 19 and 15. Will be 19 and 16 because they eventually lose. Um, I don't think that gets it done just because of their resume. And yeah, they're hot at the end of the year. That'd be seven wins uh, down the stretch out of like eight games, and that's an incredible long shot because you're not going first of all you're not going to win out. Like we, right. we already went through this. Right. Um, I don't see them getting that hot. Uh, and getting that consistent at this point of the year. They are who uh, they are right now. The Illini just aren't going to make enough improvements to get on a big run. Uh, so I, I don't see any postseason tournaments this year. No, and I don't I don't think so either. And you got to remember with the NIT, if you win your league in the regular season and you play in your conference tournament and you do not win the conference tournament, you are automatically invited to the NIT mm-hmm. as a – winner of your regular season conference. Yeah. So there's always three or four or five teams throughout the year that do not win their conference tournament that are going to take spots in NIT, and it's only 32 teams to begin with. So, you know, I, I that just lessens the chances. And then um, I know there's a couple other postseason tournaments, and it the Illini would, would not accept those. It's just not, you know, something that high majors do nowadays. Um, and, uh, you know, they just need to focus on getting better. Yeah, the, the CBI is not somewhere. There's the CBI, and I can't remember the other one. CTI. CTI yeah. and uh, all these eyes. I, I no, that, that's not happening. Uh, 618 Texter, text in on the Castle Heating Cooling text line, F-O-D-D-E-R. Steal that check. These are the appropriate cheers for Illinois sports. Um, Illinois sports, the major revenue sports, aren't good. No. They're not. There's... Uh, Two Big Ten wins in this school year. Football went 0-9. Alani women's basketball is 0-13 right now. Yeah. And the men are 2-12. and um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's not much you can say. I mean, it's been dismal. <laughs> thankfully, that uh, and the, I, I know volleyball d- does well. Uh, they made the Sweet 16 this year. Uh, Alani men's golf does well every year. Alani women's golf is having a good run. But that's not what fans want to hear. Um, yep. And so we're not here to sugarcoat things. It's bad. You cannot yeah. have your, you know, women's basketball doesn't have a lot of attendance if it's basketball. So basketball and football, those three teams have been really bad yep. this year, and, and that's got to change. The the men are going to miss the fifth straight NCAA tournament 
here uh, this year for those course under John Gross. Got one more text to get in here before we get, check another, get another check of the scoreboard. 217 Texture. Top five teams in the Big Ten are Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Next would be Nebraska, Maryland, Indiana, Northwestern. Every game was a toss-up with those four with some better luck. It, 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 it could, Illinois could easily be sixth in the Big Ten. Better times are ahead. Well, yeah, there's four wins out there that Illinois left and that Illinois lost those games. It wasn't like, oh, Illinois could have won. No, Illinois should have won four games. The, right. the Nebraska game was one. Uh, if you just get a stop, uh, and then the guy had an open look at the three. They're kind of off to the side, Palmer. If you inbound against Maryland right. or if you get <laughs> – a defensive rebound. rebound. Yeah. So let's say you don't inbound it, you throw it away, which still I can't believe that happened. I'll run it. They ran the inbounds play, and they just didn't work. But if you get a defensive rebound, if you put a body on Maryland, they don't get that offensive rebound. Nope. They don't put it back up and in, and there's about less than a second to go on the clock, and the game's over. So there's a win. You finish the game against Northwestern. Western, there's, yeah. there's another win. And so there's just three right there. And then the Iowa game, you're up 20 yep. plus in the first half, mm-hmm. and even into the second half. I think there were well, it was 13 at halftime and then Iowa just within okay. didn't take very long Iowa tied the game pretty quickly after that but I realized Jordan Bohannon had 29 and Tyler Cook is a really good player and he yeah. might go pro after this. Yeah, he's a pro. But if you're at home playing a team that Iowa's bad, they're a very bad basketball team even with Cook and Bohannon. I know they both had a good night. You're up 20 at home. I don't care if it's down to 13 a couple minutes later. You're at home against a bad team. You got to finish that game and they didn't do it. Right. And there's four right there. That's six wins, and all of a sudden, you know, you're talking six, eight in the Big Ten. Yeah, and you're looking at a whole different scenario right now. We're we're talking about just fighting, hey, scrapping, trying to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you get a higher seed in the Big Ten tournament. You'll, you 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 will avoid the first day of playing. So now you only got to win four games in four days, right. which is still hard to do. Yeah, but winning five games in five games, I think Syrac- five games in five days at Syracuse did that. Uh, that just doesn't happen very often. No, no, it's not happening. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not happening. So yeah, it's unfortunate um, that Illinois could not, and they haven't played Purdue yet, of course, and they played strong against Michigan State, but that I really never felt like Illinois had a chance to beat Michigan State in that game. They just no. that wasn't there. Let's get a check of the Body and Soul scoreboard, brought to you by Body and Soul Sports at Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Light night in the Big Ten. Michigan was the only other game besides Illinois losing. Uh, to Indiana, 78-68. Number 22, Michigan with a win over Iowa, 74-59. Uh, number 12, Duke, 74-52 over Virginia Tech. Clemson lost, ranked 11th in the country, lost at Florida State, 81-79. Number 10, Auburn takes down the Kentucky Wildcats, who fall to under 500 in SEC play. See, all is right with the world when Kentucky is under 500 in conference play. I feel a lot better about that. I just do. Uh, Providence took down number three, Villanova, 76-61 on the road. Villanova was on the road. And Nevada right now at 10 minutes to go in the game, up by two over Boise State. Nevada ranked 10th or 24th in the country. And number four, Xavier, up 1-102-90 over Seton Hall. And a couple of NBA scores, the Jazz beating the Suns, 107-97. Everybody's beating the Jazz these days. But Myers Leonard... And Portland taking down the Warriors right now. A lot of time left. They're only up by five over the Warriors in the fourth quarter. That game is in Portland. Pistons beat the Hawks. Hornets beat the lifeless Magic. 76ers took down the Heat. 
And the Pacers, Victor Oladipo, former Indiana Hoosier, uh, 108-103 over the Nets. That's a look at the Body and Soul scoreboard tonight, brought to you by Body and Soul Sports at Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Coming up next, we'll have the keys to the game, uh, or the, some of the, the big plays in this game, and that kind of turned it toward Indiana's favor. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Matt McCumber and Michael Kaiser with you tonight. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Frazier back to Leron. There he is, top of the key for three, and he buried it. There you are, Coach Thomas. And Leron Black with a three-pointer, and it's a two-point Indiana lead. And Illinois... Was just kept inching closer and closer. Got two once again at 51-49, but the Illini just could not get over the hump. Had the ball down by two, 51-49. Matt McCumber, Michael Kaiser with you here tonight on the Fasters Etc. Post Game Show. And I forgot what happened on that possession. Go, go look that up if you want to go through the rundown. Uh, but Illinois had a chance to take the lead or even tie and just c- couldn't get it done. Uh, and that's when you're on the road like that. You got you have the ball down two. Uh, with a, with all the momentum, because Indiana continued to turn it over, yeah, and they were unforced errors too. They yeah, they threw the ball just right out of bounds twice, mm-hmm. um, and the Illini actually went to a zone uh, midway kind of through the second half. And I know the first possession they gave up a, a made three, but then got four or five stops in a row off that. A couple, you know, missed three, a missed layup, got two turnovers. And had some chances, and that's part of my keys of the game, is just you're right there and have the ball with chances either to tie or, you know, take the lead, and you just couldn't do it and couldn't get over the hump. And when you're on the road, every possession matters and counts, and it it just they, – they couldn't get it tonight. And, um, again, I thought they got, they got out-rebounded by 11, um, which really hurt uh, – especially in the second half, um, and then the, the fouls, too. Uh, it just mm-hmm. put – I mean, Indiana's at the free throw line. The line did shoot 30, but, you know, they gave 29 to Indiana, and in the second half they shot 24 of those 29. So, I mean, it's just way too many. Illinois uh, had a bucket that made it 51-49 by Kipper Nichols. Uh, to cut it to two, he missed the chance to get a, a three-point play the old-fashioned way, so it would have been 51-50, but he missed the free throw. And then Illinois, the very next time they got the ball back, um, Indiana turned it over, of course. That's the theme. Uh, Illinois missed a bucket. Leron Black could have tied it, but he missed the shot. So Illinois, Illinois had a chance to actually get within one, yeah, missed the free, the free throw. throw yeah. And then Indiana turns it over and gives it back to you, and then, and then you miss a bucket inside. I think it's the one uh, where Evans blocked Black. Uh, it was a, a oh, nice okay. seal and throw over the top, and I wish Black just would have gathered himself. Yes. Yeah, and, and just and gone up. Dunked it. Yeah, or go, either dunked it or gotten the foul and got to the free throw line because if you would have done that, uh, he wouldn't have got his ball pinned against the uh, backboard. Keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Well, I'm going to stick with the theme every time I'm on this show um, is that the, just the stretches of the scoring droughts and allowing teams to go on big runs 
uh, you know, if Illinois got a big lead, then suddenly the game's tied or it's close. Uh, this the same thing over and over again, and then just the poor shooting. Uh, you got a lot of good looks, a lot of open looks. Aaron Jordan tonight. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what he's bringing to you right now. I, I, I'm just great kid. Uh, played 30 minutes tonight at seven points, but was one of six. Um, one of four from downtown, one of six from overall, and four of his seven points from, from the free throw line. I'm just not sure he's bringing you much right now. Are you seeing anything else he's doing on the defensive end? Um, all strokes playing because of defense. defense. Yeah, I don't think Jordan's playing because of defense. I think they're hoping he's going to start making some shots. Yeah, I, I think that is the hope for him and trying to get him back to the player he was during the non-con. Um, I, I, I'm just he, – he's back in a rut. And I think he's trying to be more aggressive towards the rim because he knows he's not making his threes, which I do like. But he's he hasn't been finishing either uh, at the rim. And uh, so, you know, seven points uh, I'll take, but y- you can't go one of, one of six from the field either. You you got to be at least three of six, four of six, and maybe you know be in the twelve point range to to really have some worth there within the system. Yeah, I, I feel a couple of those threes were really good looks, and he just couldn't, couldn't get make them. Yeah. yeah, besides that one. So that would be uh, my keys to the game, hit some shots. And when, when you had good looks, you got to knock those down, especially on the road. And Illinois just doesn't have uh, guys right now in the wing who can hit shots on a consistent basis, and that's just been the downfall this year, among some other things. But uh, that really hurts the Illini. Keys of the Game brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Take another time out. Still got time to squeeze in some text messages or phone calls. Matt McCumber, Michael Kaiser with you on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Shot clock is off. Frazier gets a pick. Splits the Indiana defense. Kicks to Black, who slams it in. Count it, and he's fouled. With 3.7 seconds left. Leron Black showing some authority on that slam, a dunk. We saw a few dunks tonight. I didn't count them up. Ebo Aliup dunked to start the game. About I was standing up when that happened because I was just getting you know settled in and I about. About fell over. Uh, we don't see alley. How many alley dunks have been, there been this year? I, I mean, we don't need to. I'm, I'm kidding with the question. I'm being facetious, but not very many. No, no. It's it's always good to see, and especially start off a game like that. I mean, it was probably a, a play they drew coming out of the game, mm-hmm. and I mean, executed it to perfection. And you know, you feel good when your team does something like that, especially start off a game. Well, yeah. And then they tried to throw it over the top a couple more, more times, times. Yeah. And there was one where Juwan Morgan, really athletic. Uh, play just blocked the shot. I mean, he, he, he I don't know if he would have been able to dunk it, but he right. caught it. It was an alley oop and he caught it. He wasn't going up for the slam, but he had nowhere to go, and Morgan just knocked it out of there. And the TV guys tonight talked about um, his ability to block shots and keep it in play. And his teammates, you know, picked up a lot of those. And he's just Jawan Morgan is a handful. Didn't have a kind of great game. He had, you know, twenty eight against Illinois the first time. Morgan this time just had fourteen points. Uh, he had ten rebounds as well in thirty seven minutes and five blocks. <laughs> yeah, see, that, yeah, I was getting the five blocks, yeah. and that's the kind of thing Illinois. Not only do they not have him by defending the rim, if you can, if you cannot allow a layup line, which Illinois has allowed all year long. Uh, it's okay if you're not blocking shots if you're still preventing them from getting to the rim. Right. But Illinois is not blocking shots, and they're still allowing them to the rim, so it's like you have no uh, no altering of shots whatsoever inside. No, it's not a good equation. And like you said, they've been getting 
beat by that all season long and you know the one game against Michigan State I think we count it was 13 dunks and layups and you know I it's just 26 points here you go I mean you just can't can't have it nope take our final time out if you want to get another text message or any more reaction to this game Indiana 78 Illinois 68 come back and wrap up the fastest etc post game show here is Durham dribbling out with the left hand drives down the lane layup got it Durham making a difference in the game. Timeout, Brad Underwood with 9.08 to go in the game. Suddenly it's an eight-point lead. The Illini no field goals in the last three minutes. There it is, a scoring drought again. We didn't even count that one. If you want to count those two, more than three minutes. I don't know what that would end up being. Michael Kaiser, Matt McCumber with you in the Fasters, etc. post-game show here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. I'm not uh, sure what that, that one probably hung around about three minutes probably. We were talking nine minutes without scoring in that game, more than nine minutes tonight. And uh, a couple of that with missing shots. It's kind of where Illinois lost the game. Uh, here in Bloomington, Indiana. But Illinois has now lost there six straight times. Hasn't won there since 2010, so it's not like it's a surprise. No, not at all. And But, you know, I, I thought I was happy with the way they played from an effort and energy standpoint. And they, they haven't given up all year. You know, that's one thing they can kind of hang their hat on uh, throughout. But I think, like Coach Underwood did say, you know, it was a growth game for them. I think he was pleased in that aspect. I, I mean, I hate to lose. I, I know fans hate to lose. No. Sure he hates to lose. The guys hopefully hate to lose. But um, if you're going to be patient and talk about the process, you got to <laughs> live it through growth games like that. And, you know, it's something they can hang their hat on. Well, and I think uh, Brad talked about this to, with uh, Brian and Dion after the game that, you know, this was a growth game for us tonight. I mean, you went from playing awful in, in the last 21 minutes of the game against Penn State, the last minute of the first half and the, the entire second half, just playing as bad as you can play, uh, kind of like Madison, Yeah. Uh, to playing at Indiana, who had been playing better, had won three games in a row and had been playing pretty well, holding opponents to 54 points. Uh, the Hoosiers were, were maybe turning a corner. We'll see. Uh, they didn't play as well tonight. I don't think too many turnovers, and I'm sure Archie's just ripping his hair out <laughs> right. um, from all those unforced turnovers, but – so then you play well on the road. And I, I think that is maddening to people that you can play at Indiana like this tonight, who was a decent Big Ten team, 8-7, and seven, above five hundred, right? Uh, not an NCAA tournament team. No. But regardless, you play like that tonight. But on Sunday, Penn State is an NCAA tournament team. If they can pick up some key wins down the stretch, you still don't need to play that bad at home and right. get embarrassed at home in front of your home fans. Yeah, and it did it against Wisconsin, too, at home. You know, it's just wow. – it it is maddening. It is frustrating. It's up and down. It's no consistency. It's why do they play well in spurts here and not in other spurts here? Um, but you know, it, it's the same old thing we talked about all season. And by this point, the team is who they are, uh, and then it is what it is kind of thing. And um, you know, I I just look forward to Nebraska as another. You know, every day you get to step on that court and mm-hmm. practice or in a game situation, it's an opportunity. And you are given opportunities. You you might earn your playing time in practice. Once you get in there, it's an opportunity to show the coaches that they can trust you and, you know, try to win for your team. And so I, I hope they can take that approach and stick with it 
and just you know remember that they're in the best time of their life they're college athletes <laughs> they're getting full ride scholarships here lots and of free gear lots of free gear they're flying on private planes they're getting pregame meals you know they don't have a lot that they have to really worry about and you know it's an opportunity to play the game that you love i've i've flown with the football team uh once maybe twice man it's 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 they're Twice. spoiled you know i i, I will uh, be the first to admit it i i've lived it for 10 plus years and especially at the high major level uh the, the athletes are spoiled and for the most part you know they they handle it really well and are very appreciative sure of of what they've been given but there's some that don't get that yet and think they're entitled but um you know it's again another opportunity to do something you love Definitely is. Well, let's get a final check of the Body and Soul scoreboard brought to you by Body and Soul Sports at Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. And as always, take a look at the upcoming schedule. So, of course, tonight we had uh, Indiana, Illinois and Indiana. The game was, of course, over. Illinois lost 78-68. Tomorrow night, bonus Big Ten basketball, 6 o'clock, Purdue at Wisconsin. Uh, I would expect Purdue to win that game, but it is the Kohl Center. You never know. The Badgers are really bad this year, but uh, we'll have to see. Then we got uh, Illinois baseball officially gets underway on Friday. Softball got underway last weekend uh, at Lamar. Potentially uh, two games that day. We'll see how the weather holds out. Then baseball on Saturday at 1 o'clock against Texas Southern. Scott Beatty on the call for both of those games. And then on Sunday, things are a little weird. We got uh, baseball at 10 a.m., so we'll start the pregame show if baseball is still going on on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. That's 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Fighting Illini Game Bay, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show uh, for Nebraska at State Farm Center. Tip-off at 2.30. And women's basketball is at 2 o'clock that afternoon against Northwestern. And then the Brad Underwood show on Monday night. So that kind of look, looks the rest of the way down. The, let's go through Tuesday. Uh, Illini play at Michigan State. So probably the last chance to get a win um, before they play the Spartans because you play uh, Purdue as well, so that's going to be a, a really tough stretch. The schedule is really tight, like five games in eleven that, days. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to have to be ready and hopefully uh, get back. Kind of get the, they got Demonte out with injury. You got uh, Finky out with injury. They need to get healthy and uh, have, have their full rotation, or it's going to be a really uphill battle. Yeah, concussion. Uh, we'll see how long it takes uh, Michael Finky to come back from that concussion. Uh, it's going to take his time, and that's something you definitely don't want to mess with. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap up the show tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us. 78-68, sorry we couldn't bring you a win. The Illini fall to the Indiana Hoosiers. The Illini now on the season are 2-12 and in Big Ten play. Four conference games remaining, 12-15 uh, and on the season. Matt McCumber, thanks for coming in with me tonight. It's only the second time we've done this alone, and I can't believe they're letting me do this <laughs> again. Hey, we survived, man. And, we did. And, and shout out Scott Beatty. Hope he's feeling better. And, yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he's day-to-day, -day, aren't we all? But uh, yeah, this, he get hopefully it's not the uh, major flu for him. Yeah, I mean, everybody's day-to-day -day right now because this, this is – what, <laughs> what a time to be alive for that, man. Yeah, it's been a really rough winter for everyone. It's just, uh, it's just been going around and around in different forms. And uh, he's got a baseball trip with Illinois baseball coming up, so he's probably been 
crossing his fingers and praying all day that he can uh, get better. So wish him the best. Uh, he's supposed to leave tomorrow with Illinois baseball again. Plenty of baseball action this weekend. Plenty of basketball. Bonus Big Ten basketball tomorrow night. So stay right here on uh, our just on News Talk 1400 DWS for Illinois baseball. Well, for Matt McCumber, I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks to Blake Landon running the controls tonight and then Evan Kahn for producing uh, during the game. Thanks so much from all most of you for listening. We'll talk to you again in the next couple of days. This has been the Fasters at Center Post Game Show on News Talk 1400 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.